Dearest listener, it has been said that season two of Bridgerton will be more scandalous than the last. In anticipation, we podcasters have been honing our skills and sharpening our knives for all of you. Daphne found her duke, but is there anyone who can tame the rake by Count Bridgerton? As members of the ton gather to watch season two of Bridgerton on Netflix, we cannot be the only ones wondering, will the Viscount take a wife? Will the Duke return, even just for one scene? Will the identity of Lady Whistledown herself be revealed to all? We may be in for a considerable scandal indeed. Join us here on Burning for Bridgerton each week as we dissect and overanalyze each episode of season two of Bridgerton. Yours truly, Lady Claire and Lady Julie of The Basic Mom. Welcome to our Burning for Bridgerton finale season two extravaganza. Hi, Claire. Hey, Julie. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Are you ready to talk Bridgerton? I am. We've finally seen all the episodes. I know. And we have two special guests with us. We have Chelsea. Chelsea is a mom of two, a school counselor, co-host of Tell Me More on the Basic Moms podcasting network, media network. I don't know. (laughs) We're fancy. (laughs) Real fancy. Um, So say hi, Chelsea. Hey, Julie. Hey, Claire. All right. And we also have with us Val. Val is also a mom of two. Val is a snack broker and co-host of Whose Kid Is That? Hi, Val. Hi, Julie. Hi, Claire. Hi, Chelsea. How's everybody tonight? I'm excited to be here. Nice. We're excited to have you guys here because we all love Bridgerton the show. And the twist here is that Val has never read any of the books. So (laughs) we've got some Bridgerton fanatics and I'm totally interested to hear insight from the different perspectives, like book readers versus just saw the show. (laughs) Okay, before we jump in and start breaking it all down, what is everybody drinking, snacking on tonight? Claire, what do you got? Um, I have like a fancy rosé blend. It's the... um... Gerard Bertrand. I bought the bottle in case I needed a refill. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's good. Okay. I discovered it's $6 cheaper at Costco than it is Target. So go to Costco for it. Well, that's the important stuff. Yeah. Chelsea, what do you got? Well, I'm Claire. I'm not Claire. I'm <laughs> jealous that Claire's Target and Costco have alcohol. Really? Yeah, me and Val just talked about this on an upcoming episode of Whose Kid Is That? Because I was talking about buying sangria at the supermarket. They don't have that here in New Jersey. I have vitamins. They have alcohol vitamins, but that's as close as it gets. But I'm drinking boring water because my house has nothing fun in it right now. (laughs) No? What about you, Val? What do you have? I have Lipton decaf tea. I thought tea was very appropriate for the occasion. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, I came prepared, kind of. I'm a little like off brand. I've got sangria. <laughs> but I also have 
pineapple shortbread. I thought oh. that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the pineapple is going to go. And Chelsea, <laughs> I was expecting a scone. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can grab one. I mean, I have tons of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that brings us to our ad break, Chelsea. This episode of Burning for Bridgerton is brought to you by Mercer Treat Tea and Sweets. Chelsea, tell us about Mercer <laughs> Street Tea and Sweets. Um, so it's actually a little, I guess, side hustle that I just started a few weeks ago. Um, my family on my mom's side, my cousins, my sister, my aunts, my mom, we go to tea like at least once a month. Um, and that's always been our thing. So I started this little scone business to kind of see what the interest was um, to hopefully down the road, open up a tea room. So yeah, so right now I'm just starting off with scones and some special teas, which I'm not drinking myself tonight, but I do normally um, to again, see if it's something that could turn into more down, down the road. Okay, and we'll definitely link where anyone who is local to what would you say central and south New Jersey? Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia sure. area. Mm-hmm. All right, I have an update on my pineapple shortbread. Yes. <laughs> Not good. Oh no. <laughs> and it's filled with like pineapple jelly. It's disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Hard pass. I can yeah. guarantee my scones are better than that, Julie. <laughs> yeah. I should have ordered. Do you ship yet? I do not ship yet. No. <laughs> okay, let's jump into Bridgerton season two. We are going to start by talking about some of our overall opinions of the season. And we're going to start with those who read the book. So, Claire, just like kind of a brief, what was your overall opinion of season two? Um, season two, I liked it. Um, it's definitely different than the book. I think that I went into it with enough of an open mind to, you know, kind of expect some things different than the book and the show. So, um, I'm happy with it overall. And, uh, yeah, I think they just kind of gave the reins for creativity over. And as long as they went from point A to point B, might've been a little different way of going about it, but they got there. Awesome. What about you, Chelsea? What do you think? It made me angry. And (laughs) I hate when movies or, you know, any type of recreation of a book is different than the book. So it made me angry. And I just feel like it could have been a lot better. I think it would have been better if they stuck to the book. Okay. So also as someone who read the book, I, well, and also let me say this, someone who read the book and watched the show, but didn't binge the show in one day. So I heard like the murmurs of backlash similar to your feelings, Chelsea. And so I went into it knowing it was going to be very different from the book, I think. And knowing that ahead of time, before I watched it, I feel like I was prepared for it a little more and at the beginning I was a little more angry about it but by the end I kind of was like I could see how some of the choices they made made sense in the context of it having to be a show and having to have like 
more suspense and that kind of stuff. What did you want to add, Chelsea? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I watched it in uh, 30 hours. <laughs> like I watched it like, as quickly as I possibly could have. So I didn't know. Yeah. Like I wasn't getting any of the internet um, feedback at that point. So I went into it totally expecting it was going to be as close to the book as season one was because season one, I think was fairly close to the book. Um, well, and- I'm just going to jump in there. I, I don't think it was that close because they changed. Well, okay. So I guess they didn't change like the main conflict where they kind of did with this by making like Edwina and Anthony actually get engaged and go that far towards marriage. That was like a really big change. But if they didn't do that, like they would have just been married from like the middle of the season. And then it would have just been like arguing. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, there wasn't really that much else in the book. I feel like there were things that they excluded from the book. Well, yes. That would need great scenes. The whole storyline with her mother, her real mother, everything with that was excluded. All right, we're kind of getting off track though because Val knows nothing about her face right now. It's like, hmm, Val, as someone who did not read any of the books, what was your impression of season two? Um, I thought it was okay. I, I liked it. I can't say that I didn't like it. It just wasn't, wasn't my favorite show ever. I still think I think people were so surprised at how great season one was that they kind of, this is a non-book perspective. I think people were so excited about that and how there was so much passion and intensity and it didn't really start. It started slow with season two. I liked that it was very predictable, even not reading the book. I knew he would end up with her, but I, it was still like, I liked watching them get there. I didn't really care for like their bickering. I thought it was a little cheesy and boring. And I honestly felt like I enjoyed the other character storylines more than Kate and Anthony. Did anybody else feel that way? So being someone who read the books and I feel like Claire and Chelsea would agree, the best part is their relationship and the bickering. Am I right, guys? Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you feel that it came through in the series? Maybe it didn't. Maybe, maybe I thought it was thinking that it was just as Yeah. Yeah, I really did. I didn't care for it. Like I liked when they were you know, intense and feeling real passionate and, you know, the sexual tension. I liked that, but I didn't like the, oh, you're terrible. Like it was just so much. (laughs) Like every time you have to tell each other how terrible they are. I just thought it was a little much, but I didn't like when he sniffed her when she walked by. (laughs) That was so cringy. And I just, I think he's so hot and I loved him, but I I loved his character, but I just really did not care for all of their bickering together. I thought it was, I don't know, that part really bored me. I really did enjoy the other character's stories much, much more this season. That's such an interesting perspective. I would tell you to read the book, but I know your feelings on reading (laughs) LOL. (laughs) Okay, let's bounce on. I feel like we've maybe touched on some of the things, but was there anything, Chelsea, specifically in season two that you either loved or hated? 
Um, well, we've already said the three of us love to the bickering between Kate and Anthony. I feel weird saying Anthony because Violet says Anthony every time. Um, and I did love, like you guys mentioned throughout the whole entire season, just their chemistry, like their obvious, chem obvious chemistry. Um, I felt personally that it took too long to get to the boning scenes. I mean, come on. Why? I second that. I second that. Uh, seventh and eighth episode. In season one, it was episode, what, five or six when everyone's like, oh my God, there's like a montage. And that was like at the halfway point. Yeah, Chelsea, I do think that it was episode five was the wedding night. And then episode six had the montage. But yeah, that's still the two whole episodes sooner to start that. However ladies who read the book do you feel like there was less of that in the book too I know that at one point <laughs> maybe I should pull up the blog post because I think that we ranked the books by steamiest and I don't know that um the Viscount who loves me has that many sex scenes in the actual book I don't think it did maybe like one or two I feel so like, like I remembered more well, you know what? Um, I think that they had a really raunchy, um, what was it? Uh, the, the, not sequels. What are those things called? Epilogues and prologues? Yeah. Yeah, the epilogues. I think they had a real dirty epilogue. Mm, okay. Which makes okay. sense because they had a dirty epilogue at the end of the last episode too. <laughs> yeah. Um, besides the steamy scenes, I thought the one big thing missing from season two was the use of the word rake. Because remember in the book, they called Kate and like called him, referenced Anthony as a rake all the time. And that's what everyone was saying, he's a rake, he's a rake. And they did that a lot in season one with Simon. But I feel like I was like keep, keeping a mental count of how many times they called him a rake. And I think it was one time and it was like the title of, show, the, of the episode. It wasn't even like used throughout the series. So I was like, what is like, what happened? Was that word like banned from the show that they're not allowed to use it anymore? You're absolutely right. The first episode was called Capital R Rake. And um, I think that it was mentioned once in one of Lady Whistledown's letters and that's it. All right, Val, how about you? Anything specific you loved or hated in season two? Um, like I said, I, I, I liked watching them together a little bit, like once they started to not be so just at each other's throat but I really honestly I just really loved watching Benedict's story Eloise's story I thought they were so much more interesting than knowing that these two were going to end up together once they finally shut their mouth well Val you're at the right place because I think that Claire and I are the biggest Benedict and Eloise fans <laughs> <They're> yes. so, <laughs> those storylines were so much so interesting I I couldn't wait to see what was happening next and you know we'll get into our hopes for season three but that's how I feel yeah and Claire what about you anything specific I know we kind of went into it in every single episode <laughs> we did um okay so I loved Theo and Eloise I've mentally started calling them Theloise um I love Newton obviously I'm a dog lover the Easter eggs hidden inside them the you know the little Miss Julia and Lady Quinn whatever the little portrait of Julia Quinn, 
Um, I love the little bits of the Indian culture they had in there, um, the Haldi ceremony, uh, how Kate liked her tea. Um, and I really loved uh, Mama Bridgerton and Lady Danbury in their little giggle session. So. Yes, I agree. That was one of my favorite scenes, I think, in the whole season was when yeah. we just like lost it and cracked up together. Yeah, I agree. So, and I did not like the whole dowry issue. Um, that wasn't in the book. So it kind of like threw me off. Um, and I don't like anything to do with it. The whole dinner thing, the, you know, Kate keeping it from Edwina. Um I didn't like how Anthony had Mr. Dorset go after Kate um, at the horse race. I didn't like Jack kissing Lady Featherington. Um, and then I just have questions about the fireworks at the ceremony. Like, they obviously didn't have a timer to like set the fireworks off and you know you're just seeing like a bride running out of her own wedding you're gonna have some guy light off the fireworks like surely he's smarter than that she's like running away from her own wedding apparently not apparently they're not smart <laughs> I loved that scene though because I thought it was so funny when like just the people's reactions to the fireworks going off. oh yeah yeah it was funny but yeah yeah. So those are my two cents. <laughs> I also like I cringe thinking back to even our first episode recording where I was maybe kind of into Jack. I oh, think I that I ended up hating Jack and Lady Featherington the Wait, most. Why? And I think I hated that storyline the most. I loved that storyline. Oh, really? I loved it. I loved everything Featherton this season. <laughs> you don't know this, but that entire storyline was not in the book at all. Nothing. Who cares? <laughs> Different. <laughs> I just thought, I thought he was so gross and creepy. And then like when he was trying to like make out with her, it was the whole time Ugh. I couldn't figure yeah. out if he was up to something or serious with it. I really don't think he was. I think he was like really enthralled with her. I think he, you know, he doesn't come from... London he you know was back in the U.S. he saw how different things could be he didn't have to go for some teenager I liked it I thought it was good <laughs> I do, do oh go ahead Chelsea listening to you guys um, go through each episode and you're like how you were like went from like oh I think he's kind of cute I think he's cute and then I'm like oh god she's gonna hate him like she's gonna hate him and then I was just like <laughs> I was kind of like I wonder what Julie's thoughts are gonna be about cousin Jack this week oh god I hated him yeah um, but wait is he giving tall Michael Sarah to anyone else yes <laughs> like, that I was like yes I I yeah. see it I totally see it yes shout out to the Bridgerton bros for pointing that out <laughs> All right, so we've touched on one of the major controversies around season two, which was that people were so pissed at how many changes they made from the book. And I know that I kind of said that some of them were justified, Chelsea, earlier. And once Claire mentioned the whole dowry situation, how they completely changed, like, who the parents even were and everything, um... I take it back. <laughs> they did change too much. You are right. Uh, but so one of the other controversies that I found was an article that talked about Kate's character 
and about how so in the like outdoor sexy pergola scene when Anthony and Kate are fighting and Anthony says that he's never met anyone like Kate who like speaks her mind and stands up for herself and like that's what he loves about her and then this article pointed out that then in the very final scene like the one that flashed forward and they're already married and they're like rolling around in the bed that she becomes really submissive and she's like I'm your Viscountess I like I'll do anything you say kind of thing and they were like that's not what he's into. That's not your personality. So it was kind of um, a negative point of view of how they changed Kate's role from being like this strong, empowering woman to being like a submissive wife by the end. What do you guys think about that? I think it was more like- Well, surely, like- Go, wait, Val, go. <laughs> then Claire. Sorry. <laughs> and I thought it was more like bedroom talk, like dirty talk. I didn't think it was like, oh, well, you know, you can tell me to just go raise a child and stay home bare feet and pregnant. You know what I mean? I thought it was just kind of sexy talk. And I honestly didn't think anything of it. That's exactly but, how I took it too. I took it as just like bedroom banter, like not mm-hmm. like outside of the bedroom. I'm sure she was still right. giving it to him. What were you going to say, Claire? Um, basically the same thing that just is bedroom thing um, and that she's been like you know sticking up for herself for so long surely it's just not going to go away overnight yeah yeah that would be silly to expect that so we think that this person was reading too much into it yeah especially since they were rolling around naked when it was being said (laughs) (laughs) good point okay Claire some other controversies that you had to talk about Okay, um, let's see. Um, okay, so a lot of people, as we know, are super pissed about the bee sting scene. Um, Wait, can we tell Val the bee sting scene in the book? Because she does not know that it was different in the book. Okay. <laughs> so um, in the book, um, Anthony and uh, Kate are walking in the little garden area. I don't think anyone else was there, were they? No, just the people later on. Um, so they were walking in the little garden area at Aubrey Hall, and um, all of a sudden a bee comes. She the bee lands like right above Kate's boob and stings her, and Anthony like sucks out the venom and. <laughs> And then like Lady Featherington and um, Violet and I think Lady Danbury was there too. They like come up and see them doing this and Anthony's just freaking out because his dad died of the bee sting, right? So, and they're like, well, you got to get married now. You know, Lady Featherington is, you know, her and her scandals and stuff. So that's like the gist of that. (laughs) Yeah, so Val... Kate and Anthony get married like as soon they're married like two weeks after the beast yeah, in the yeah, book oh, and they're well, married that's... because they were seen where it looks like he's you know yeah getting down <laughs> interesting no yeah. um yeah but that wouldn't have made for good tv no that's what we had said in our episode was it makes sense that they changed that scene because I don't think they could have done it that way and not had it been over the top comical 
Yeah, it would have been like yeah. very awkward too, I think, to film and stuff. Yeah, but people are pissed. Oh yeah, they're mad. People are always gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and another thing, um, Simone Ashley has confirmed that she will not be returning to sex education in order to focus her time on Bridgerton. So this is another reason why people are questioning what season three is going to be about. Right. And we're going to get into that a lot in a little bit, right? Yes. Okay. Any other controversies that we saw? No, I'm getting a lot of head shakes now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to make some predictions about specific storylines. So Anthony and Kate, and I think Claire was just sort of getting at this with um, what she started to talk about there. Uh, Anthony and Kate, what do you guys think is going to happen with their storyline in season three? Do we think that they're going to fade out like the Duke and Daphne did? Or do we think they're going to stay main characters? And based on what Claire just said about Simone Ashley ending her role on sex education, it seems like she's still going to have a pretty big role in season three. What do you guys think? Claire, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think she'll be a pretty big part if she's ending her role on something else. You know, another show that she's, you know, the main character on her. I don't know if she's the main character, but she's a big part of it. Yeah, I also thought that as far as like the books, I feel like Anthony and Kate are around more than some of the other ones in future books. And because Anthony's still the head of the family in the show, like it makes sense that he would still be like an integral part of the show. Whereas Daphne is a woman. So she's married off and into a different family and goes and lives at a different house. So like that kind of makes a little bit more sense. Anyone else have any anthony kate predictions um i I just want to say that in the book uh violet still lives in the house with them doesn't she i believe so yeah 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 that's the thing the whole house where all of their like teas and everything take place will be anthony and kate's house so yeah Yeah. i don't think they could really write them off Mm -hmm. like they did with the duke and daphne now what were you about to say no, I was just going to say, I agree. They, they made it clear many times throughout the past two seasons that he is the head of the household, that he has to take care of the kids and that he, even when he was going to marry Edwina, he was saying, I have to find a suitable uh, match because they're going to be raising my kid, not just my kids, but my, my brothers and sisters. He still has little brothers and sisters. You know, I, I don't think it would make any, I don't really think it made a lot of sense that Daphne and the Duke weren't there but I guess it was just because they didn't want to they wanted to bring the focus away from them I felt like the Duke still should have been at like the wedding or something that was weird well so Val I think that if Reggae Jean Page had signed on they would have been so I don't know if you know the controversy but 
Oh, okay. So yes, they all only signed initially one season contracts because they didn't know it was going to get picked up. And then after it aired, it got picked up for three additional seasons and he was the only one that wouldn't sign. Oh, why? Uh, Bigger, better things that haven't come out yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No shade there. No shade. You're not supposed to to forget where you came from. Nobody even knew his name. Right. (laughs) I thought it was like rumored that he was going to come back for season three for a smaller role. Am I making that up? I feel like I read that somewhere, but now that I'm saying that, I don't know if I read it on the sheet of notes that we have. Did someone (laughs) add that to the notes? I didn't. I haven't heard that. I definitely did hear that somewhere else too. Oh, you know where? Um, Claire, I think in the mom chat group, somebody commented that on something. Did they? Or it might have been. Go back and look. Mm, I know it was a DM on Instagram. So um, jumping ahead a little bit to season three predictions and whether or not we think season three is going to follow Benedict, which there's been talk that it might not we put up a poll to see who people would prefer. And we've put this poll multiple places and it's been in a resounding Benedict. Everybody wants season three to be about Benedict, but somebody um, DM'd and said that their daughter heard (laughs) that the Duke is coming back for season three. Interesting. Yeah. Daughter's like an inside. We can only hope. (laughs) <laughs> on the inside all right so should we move to benedict predictions for season three where do we see benedict's storyline going anybody chelsea i really hope that it is benedict because i i i like his character i like the actor who plays him and even though in the book i'm not like a fan of the cinderella storyline i do think it would be cool to see like his story act like played out. Um, however, I hope it's not the, um, was, what is it? The modiste or whatever. I hope it's not like what you guys were saying about the modiste. I hope that she's not Sophie because I feel like if they go with that, then that's going to be another season of it not being anything like the book at all. I agree to an extent, Chelsea, but I, I really think they might do it. So Val, the third book, it's called An Offer from a Gentleman. Is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's basically a Cinderella story. He meets a girl at a masked ball, looks for her for two years. Did he have one of her gloves? Is that what he had? And it had like a family crest on it, but the family said, No one had that glove or whatever. And um, so he looks for, for like two years. Finally, they like bump into each other, but he doesn't recognize her because she's like a scullery maid or something when they Mm -hmm. meet. But the reason she's a maid is because her evil stepmother, once her dad died, made her become like her maid. And yeah, so it's a whole Cinderella thing, but she pretends to be someone else and we all know that the modiste is pretending to be french because we heard her speak in her british accent and everything in this uh season so 
I think, and I think Claire agrees, I think they're going to just do the whole Sophie storyline with the modiste. But Chelsea, the reason why I really think they're going to do this is because I think they can do that without really giving Benedict the full focus, which I don't think they're going to do. I really, I love Benedict. He's my favorite. I want him to have a full season where he's like lead main character, but I definitely get the feeling that they're going more towards like multiple storylines than following like one storyline. And I think they can do that more easily with Benedict if they make it the Modiste instead of like introducing a whole new character with like a whole new backstory. Do you now, since we know that they renewed for seasons three and four, do you think they'll do like, two Bridgerton children stories within each season. So it would be like maybe Benedict and Eloise and then like Colin and who's the one after? Francesca. Francesca, like they kind of like combine them to cover It's tricky time. because in the books, Colin, Eloise and Francesca all get married the same year. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to give Benedict a full on his own season and then shove Colin, Eloise, and Francesca into the fourth season. I think it's more likely they'll almost be doing all of them at the same time, almost like split amount for like a two season stretch kind of thing. Okay. But what about Francesca's first marriage? I know they really would need to be setting that up soon, or at least in, maybe they'll just get a, do away with it entirely or see if they get renewed for more maybe so i just had to google francesca bridgerton because i have no idea who she was who she is i kept thinking hyacinth and i'm like she's too little she's a child yeah so the actress who played francesca had a bunch of scheduling conflicts apparently so she didn't get to appear in the show as much so um benedict in 1815 is when the ball happens that he sees Sophie in her mask and yeah, he never sees her again. Um, in 1817 is when the actual book takes place where he marries Sophie. But in 1818, Francesca marries her first husband, John. Um, and it turns out Francesca is only one year older than Eloise. So I think we might get to see Francesca make her debut soon. I feel like there's a part of me that thinks that they might not even lump Francesca in with the big kids. Like, I think we're all assuming that we never get like Gregory and Hyacinth's stories yeah. if there's a three and four. At this point. Yeah, so I, I mean, she would have had to have been around more this season, I feel like, and start to get to know her a little more. I think they might just completely leave her off and just wrap up the last two seasons with Benedict, Colin, and Eloise. Did they they mention her? Like, I don't even remember them. I'm sorry. I don't remember them even mentioning her. Okay, so she's in... She was in a couple of the episodes. She's she looks like the rest of them. They all look the same. <laughs> did she have any speaking lines? Like I don't even remember. I'm not sure she did have any lines. She did. She, did she? had um the line about, oh, Eloise, come see the baby. And Eloise was like, Has he changed? Oh, that okay. Was her line. 
Yeah. And that was it. Like, and yeah. one, wasn't she the one that was like, oh, but Adria's dress was so beautiful or something like that? Like after the wedding scene? Or well, I, I don't think she's in the wedding scene at all. I think that's yeah, Hyacinth that is. said the yeah. thing about the dress. Oh, yes, that was Hyacinth. Yes. Okay. Then I'm mixing the both of them up. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's easy to do. <laughs> so I also think in terms of timeline, I'm looking at your crazy detailed timeline. <laughs> I'm very impressed, but I think that they will do Benedict next. And then maybe for season four, they'll combine Colin and Eloise's stories. Because they have to do something with Colin because the Marina references in this season. Yeah, so that was actually something else I wanted to bring up because, guys, I was on Reddit reading about this. (laughs) Um, Yes, that horrified look is justified. And some people were saying that they didn't like all the side stories. And they were like, well, why couldn't they get rid of that whole scene where Colin goes and visits um, Marina they were like what was the point of that and like that could have been completely taken out and then um, you know Kate and Anthony could have got more time or like whatever any other storyline could have got more time and the response to that was that is an important storyline because we all know Val do you want to know this don't ruin it for me I like being in the dark no I'm just kidding <laughs> So Marina's husband is who Eloise ends up married to. <laughs> the face. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so and they I were saying that that, that was an important. Oh, you were hoping I for, for Eloise. Hey, maybe, maybe they'll go with, they'll change it and I'll okay. be happy. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> they could change talk. any of it. It's not really right. a spoiler because they've changed right. so much already they could definitely change it. She could maybe not end up with Sir Philip, but in the books, she marries Sir Philip. So people were saying like, no, that was an important storyline. The storyline they could have cut, which would break multiple hearts here, I think was Eloise and Theo because it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Oh, it's not? Well, Theo doesn't even (laughs) exist in the books. Well, maybe that's the whole, maybe that's the whole thing then. Maybe they're setting it up for something larger because maybe Theo is going to be somebody that they keep around. And that whole thing with Marina, wait, does Marina end up with Colin? Marina, Marina commits uh, suicide. Oh. <laughs> that's not funny. But not meaning to that. laugh at that, laughing at Val's face yeah. and all that. Just this for is clarification. Just, like, no wonder they are changing things in the show. <laughs> well, and Claire, I think you were, it's the one scene you were thinking about in an offer from a gentleman about when Benedict saves Sophie from like basically almost being sexually assaulted. Is that the scene you were talking about? Like, um, no? I don't remember talking about a scene. But that that does happen in the book. No, no, you had, um, I said scene, you you wrote that like you would think that, or there was one scene you would want them to have to do. Wait, was it? Oh, that? no, 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 it wasn't that scene. Okay. Oh, were you thinking about the one in the pond? No, it happens at the end of the book. I don't know if I can say it. 
because I don't want to spoil anything. Well, you know what else I was thinking? No <laughs> Benedict a lot more goofy in this season, yeah. I feel like, than season one. Mm-hmm. In the book, there's quite a few scenes where if he's not a goofy personality, he would feel like a predator. Yeah. Right? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Where mm-hmm. like he would like jump out at her. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they made him like silly and goofy where now that seems like feasible. Oh yeah. yeah. So I think they could still be going towards that. I really hope, and so do all of our Instagram followers, <laughs> really hope that season three focuses on Benedict. I feel like they've said a lot up for Eloise though this season. I know. And you know? Colin. Not so much Helen. Helen's whole storyline was really dull, I felt. She doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't know. You don't know what they're doing next week. (laughs) That's the book, but nobody cares about it. (laughs) I I can say for sure, one person I have no interest in seeing ever again is Edwina. Oh, yeah. I saw you with that. Tell us. Tell us. I just like thought she was so boring and I was like, oh, just shut up already. Like she was just, she annoyed me so much. I just was like, okay, be done with it and bye. Like that's, I think that's another reason why it angered me that they got to the wedding point because I was like, come on. And I thought that she was more agreeable and just like, I don't even know what to say besides annoying in the show than in the book. Like, I feel like the show made her worse than the book did. I would agree with that. I think in the book, well, you know what? It was because they made her actually fall for Anthony, I think, in the show. And in the book, she was never actually into him. She was just kind of like, oh, he's into me. He's like good status. Like, I'm going to give it a go. But she was never like head over heels in love with him. Like she claimed to be in the show. Yes, Val. I think they set it up a lot like Hamilton. Did anybody else feel that way? I, so I read that in other, um, Oh really? Like blog posts about the, the Skylar sisters. Skylar sisters, Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton. It was like so very similar, except in Hamilton, he ended up with the Edwina basically, but I really, I kept seeing that. I kept every, everything that they kept doing, I was like, cause that's why, that's why Hamilton liked, um, Chelsea, what's her name? The Angelica. older sister, Angelica. That's why he, cause she spoke up for herself. She was very, very, uh, knowledgeable. She had lots of interests, whereas the younger sister was kind of more mild mannered and pretty and la di da. So, but I, I didn't even like that they were even setting him up with her. She was like a child. Yeah. Right. Was, so yeah. in the book, she's supposed, yeah, first year out, she would have been like, I mean, in real historical times, Val, these girls were like 14 to 16, probably. Right. Gross. Well, so I was reading on Julia Quinn's website because I was like, a crap. I think I don't really remember what happened in the book now after watching the show and like I wanted a refresher. So Julia in, on Julia Quinn's website, it said that 
Edwina was actually 16 because she would normally be presented at 17, but because of like the financial situation, they presented her at 16 as like to society and that Kate was 21. Yeah, that sounds right. In the book, in the show, she was 26, I think. I think they said 27, yeah. Yeah. So do we have any other Edwina predictions or hate for Edwina? (laughs) Do we think that the prince is actually going to show up and they're going to like make that a subplot? Or do you think it was just like a passing reference and we'll never really see Edwina again? I don't care either way. (laughs) What do you think, Val? I think that it was very random of the queen to mention that she... Had and what was it her nephew is that what she said I, I think that was a very random point like they never mentioned just season one and how she was so head over heels for Daphne wouldn't she have mentioned oh well I should save you for my nephew Wait, so now that was an entire plot point in season one in season one do you yeah, remember Daphne. the prince <laughs> wanted to marry Daphne yeah nope. did you watch the queen <laughs> It was, that's it the was prince so we're long talking ago, about. number one. But yeah, it no, was so I don't know the prince. Now I gotta Google the prince. I can't remember. <laughs> it was so long ago, you're right. I'm glad that we're making you Google right now. <laughs> well, I would be asking Julie, but <laughs> she's so busy. <laughs> Anyone else with a Prince Edwina prediction? Do we think it's happening? Well, I would be okay without seeing Edwina in the future, but I did like the character of the prince in season one. So I hope we get like one or two little appearances of him, even if it's without Edwina. Um, Yeah, I'm fine with no Edwina. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Edwina just doesn't show up because I remember I was so sure that like the opera singer was going to be back for season two. Oh yeah. She didn't even make a single. So like, it's possible that she's just gone. Guess Val. And like that, that also, he was so in love with her in season one and he was, Oh, we can't be together. You know, I have to do this for my family. And yet Kate came from an equally not I guess not equally I guess they were a higher class but they were a very tainted family and no big deal like he just not threw it all away but felt like he could like just go for her when this poor girl they were so in love in season one I thought they were so sweet together so Val I thought the same thing and then during book club last spring some someone that came was like a much more historical expert than I. And she was talking about how entertainers in the Regency time would have been thought of almost as like the same class as like prostitutes. So it, it wouldn't be equal. Oh, did not know that. I thought yeah, I just thought it was like a, <laughs> you know, like kind of like out there, but not really a part of anything. Yeah, I was thinking it would be like, like uh I don't know like um what was that wedding that just happened this weekend like Nicola Peltz who's like super rich wealthy family marrying like a celebrity like I thought it would be like that sort of imbalance not like a you know super rich person marrying yeah someone considered much lower got it got it okay okay let's move on to Featherington predictions 
what do, what do we think is going on with Lady Featherington in the future? What do you think so, now? You look like you want to say something. I, I just love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think she is so like scrappy. And I like, I really like the, the, she was like felt seen by this Jack. He was like this young guy. I really thought that they were going to run off together, but I think, but you know, I thought it was so great of her that, no, my daughters come first. You don't care about them. You were just going to leave them. So I feel like I really want them to succeed next season. I really want Lady Featherton to, to take all this money that she is basically, I guess, I guess she, it sounded like she was going to make it seem like Jack took it all when he left, yeah. and, but she was really keeping it for herself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would really like her to, to really push herself, maybe do another ball, really put herself in the social season. She's still got Penelope. Why is Penelope still not debutanting? Well, and Prudence isn't married either, really. Only Philippa is. Yeah. Oh, oh right. Val, you want a real um, wrench? <laughs> In the books, there's a fourth sister, Felicity. Felicity. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, was, there is no room for her. <laughs> She's hyacinth sage. They're besties. Oh. Well, wait, are Penelope and Eloise besties in the books? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that friendship. Yeah. I really want them to be besties again. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so Lady Featherington, do we think that she'll get like a solid love interest? Would we like to see a love interest for Lady Featherington? I'd love to. Love to. <laughs> I think Val's <laughs> Lady Featherington's biggest fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just think they're great I loved I love their gaudy dresses their dresses are so gaudy all of them and I love them so much they're so I, I noticed how like they were so bright and like wild colors whereas all the Bridgertons were like these tame pale colors and like I really I was into that I was into the Featherton's I heard or read somewhere they compared Lady Featherington to Kris Jenner and then the three sisters to yeah Courtney Chloe and Kim it's pretty that's that's really funny (laughs) yeah um okay do we think jack's gone for good i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in and say i think he is i think he's written off totally yeah there's no bring him back there's no way he can see like i think he'll try to write like letters or something to the cowpers and try to get them to bring lady featherington down or something Oh, some sort of like espionage, double, yeah. double agent. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's an interesting idea. That is interesting. I like that. Okay. And now, oh, well, I was going to say, we know that, we know that technically they wouldn't be able to pass the finances and the title down to Philippa's first born boy right so who do we think is gonna like take control of the featherington family are they going to keep going with this idea that lady featherington's just in charge until there is a baby do you think we're gonna get another cousin well that's what i was wondering do we think there'll be a new lord featherington i hope so but i kind of like I kind of hope that he's like evil and like she has to really take him down. 
You like that game. Now that's that mouse. Yeah. What do you think, Claire? Um, I like the idea. I heard it on the Bridgerton brothers and, you know, they were messing around when they said it, but they said something about having like a new Lord Featherington every season. So like, you know, we'll get someone new for season three and then he'll be like taken down or whatever. And the next in line will come in and just over and over again. And Lady Featherington know. just keeps picking them yeah. off. That would mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah. Like okay. What do we think about predictions for the Colin and Penelope storyline next season? I mean, I feel like I feel like Penelope is going to make it her business to take him down now that he said that. That was so nasty. And I think that she's going to really go after him now. Lady Whistleton, I guess, is going to. But Oh, think- so you think Penelope as Lady Whistledown is going to start shit-talking Colin in the rag? Yep. <laughs> Guys, Wait, she doesn't what? know. Do I forget what happened at the end? Yeah, it was like a split second scene at the um, Featherington ball where you saw them like dancing and they looked really into each other and he said he'd always protect her and it seemed like we were moving towards that. But then he was talking to the bros, like the same group of locker room dudes that Anthony got in trouble talking to in the first episode. And they were like, oh, you and Penelope Featherington. And he was like, that will never happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that now. Okay. Yeah. So Val, no, you're I predicting. Yeah, I didn't take whatever like the exact wording was as like him putting her down. <laughs> No, but she heard it. So like imagine yeah, so if she you took were it that way. Yeah. in love with someone and then you heard them say that it was never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely took it that way. And we think, we all think or hope at least that we're going Benedict, not Colin next season. Yes. But I, this is where I think they have to because like they can't just like put a pin in that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's happening yeah. now. Yeah. They can't just it, like throw a whole like, season not touch on it. It'll be yeah. like a big slow burn thing. A slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but Claire, I have a question. Based on uh-huh. your timeline. And oh yeah, that's like other, the other set of whistle down the lady whistle down series. Yes. Eighteen seventeen. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Eighteen sixteen. Lady whistle down strikes back. So mm-hmm. do you think that means that there's like a two-year hiatus of no Lady Whistledown? I don't think so. I think that's just how they wrote the books. I mean, I think in the show, they won't, you know, give her a hiatus or anything. Because I'm trying to remember in Benedict's book, there was, there were Lady Whistledown like segments, right? Yeah. yeah, the first book that there's no Lady Whistledown writing in is Eloise's, right? And all of the chapters, instead of starting with a Whistledown letter, start with um, letters that they wrote back and forth. Her and yeah. yeah, their correspondence, yeah. And then Francesca's book is the same. Each one starts with, with letters that they never actually sent to each other. Yeah. Between yeah. her and Michael. So Bennett mm-hmm. does have Whistledown in his. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then maybe 
Wait, and then Collins. I didn't read Collins' book actually. Colin and Penelope. Uh oh. Did <laughs> Val just looked up? <laughs> what did you say? That's the one <laughs> I skipped because I thought Colin was annoying. <laughs> well, he really was freaking annoying in this yeah, season. In the Can yeah. we all agree yeah. he was the worst? I in agree. This season, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so any other Colin and Penelope predictions? Well, I was going to say I kind of agree with whoever put out the prediction that season three, um, they like expose Lady Whistledown. Oh, do you think that by the end of... That's in the next one, yeah. 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 So... The end of season one, we found out that it was Penelope. The end of season two, Eloise found out it was Penelope. So mm-hmm. you think by the end of season three, the whole ton will know it's Penelope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, because if it goes along with the books, after Benedict's book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really- in Colin's book that the whole ton finds out. Yeah. So I don't know, I'm just trying to connect that there. Like if it's not in the books, then is it going to be in the show in those series, in those seasons? Right, because then you wouldn't get the like Julie Andrews voiceover anymore. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Penelope and Eloise's friendship for season three? Oh, I was so sad with that scene it made me so sad to see them like tear their friendship apart like that especially because it doesn't happen in the book (laughs) (laughs) but also because it's like I don't know they just like in that heat of the moment said so many hateful things to each other that you can't take back you know yeah that's gonna be hard to come back from what did you think now I think they are gonna find their way back to each other they were so such good friends and if you remember which I was a little mad that Eloise called her out because Eloise was the one like oh my gosh this is amazing look what she's saying I really need to talk to her so we can really put out more things the power she could have and then she was like you're pathetic like it was so mean well because after yeah she was very mean to her but what happened in the interim was that Penelope told Eloise's biggest secret right but you I think we all understand why she did that and I think in time Eloise will understand why she had to do that too I I think you're right I think she's definitely going to realize that it was to protect her what do you think right yeah I agree they'll get back together um it's just going to take time yeah yeah okay Eloise and Theo predictions my prediction is I think he's gone. I think we never see Theo again. I think uh-huh. he goes by the way of the opera opera singer. Yeah, agreed. There was uh, a- I hope not. <laughs> there was a lot, I feel like, from season one to season two and like nothing transferred over. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so many little plot points didn't transfer over at all. Like the Duke. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm so Here's salty about that. And how how annoying was Daphne though like this season like I felt like she just thought she was too good for everybody and like she just popped up and was like say something snarky gone again or like pop up and give love advice as if she has known what sex is for more than a year right exactly like take it down a notch we get it you're a duchess now but like 
give it up. Like it wasn't, I really didn't care for her in the season. What do you think, Chelsea? I think that she took on the role of Anthony in this season because he was like so annoying during her process Mm -hmm. and like stood in the way so many times. So she was like, okay, now I'm going to give unsolicited advice just like you did for me. Right. She called out on stuff, you know? She did, except when Daphne walked in on Anthony and Kate about to make out, Daphne walked back out. Yes. <laughs> Whereas she Anthony like, now you tried have to, to shoot party. the Duke in the face. Yeah, <laughs> right. a duel. Now we have a duel, uh, or you marry my sister. Yeah, <laughs> so they reacted a little differently. One of them, I would say, has a worse temper than the other. <laughs> he was really just trying to protect her that first season. You know what I mean? He, I feel like he was like really trying to to really make sure she married the right person, really make sure that she was set because that was his duty. You know what I mean? So I can't hate him for that. He was trying to look out for her. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I put Francesca here for predictions with a question mark as in like, will she even be there? (laughs) Francesca. (laughs) Francesca. So what do we think? Is it Francesca or Hyacinth? Like which one is which? (laughs) I can tell them apart. I'll have to go back and look now. Yeah, me too. I don't remember it at all. What do you think, Claire? What do you think will Francesca even be in season three? All right. I think we'll see Francesca. Um, She's only a year older than Eloise. So I think we'll see her a little more. We might even see her get to debut. A year younger. Yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) yeah so maybe we that's actually a really good point Claire because in the books her and Eloise they're actually supposed to have the same birthday one year apart so we saw Daphne's debut was like the opening scene of season one and then Eloise's was the opening scene of season two so maybe Francesca's debut will be the opening scene of season three maybe but if, if we have Francesca, then that means her season is going to be like rated NC-17. Well, but that's well, not well, her second marriage. I know. Yeah. Did you finally finish that book? I've, I've been yes. telling you about how dirty Francesca's book is. Yeah, it's with her second husband. Yeah, yeah, second, second husband, not first husband. Yeah. Okay, any other Francesca predictions? No, <laughs> Val's still like, I don't know who she is. I can't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm, I have no prediction. I'm curious who they would cast as Michael. Oh, I know. I feel like, but nobody that's been cast, I've actually known who they are. Oh, that's true. So it'll yeah. probably be some British actor that I'm not familiar with. But yeah, I imagine him being very good looking. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. <laughs> Um, okay, so what are our hopes, hopes and dreams for season three? Claire, tell us what you hope to see in season three. Well, we know um, Kate has been signed on for another season or whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, so I'm hoping we'll see more Newton because, you know, <laughs> dogs make everything better, right? <laughs> more Newton. Um, I also want more Theo because, um, yeah, I just love Theo. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, and I also want to say that the scene 
can I say it? The scene I was referring to earlier in yeah. Benedict's book. Okay, so it's the jail scene. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, Violet finishes <laughs> someone out, right? Violet knocks someone out in the jail in Benedict's book. Oh, yeah, but Sophie okay. gets put in jail. Yeah, for yes, like yeah. stealing her stepmom's mm-hmm. jewelry or something. The bu- yeah. like shoes, yeah. right? Shoe yeah. buckles or something. Oh, yeah. shoes, yeah, shoes, yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I want to see. Yes, I would love to see Violet punch. I could totally out. see her doing that too. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you're right. I think of all of the scenes from that book, that would be the most fun to see because Violet's a great mm-hmm. actress too. Like she's perfect. Oh yeah. Okay, what do we think, Chelsea? What would you love to see in season three? Um, whoever they choose, I hope they stick to the book. <laughs> you just wanted to be the book. I just wanted to be the book because I really go in with that expectation. And when it changes, it's like, I really can't, I can't adjust. I don't do well with change. <laughs> now, what about you? What would you love to see in season three? Um, as much as I would like to see Benedict, I really want to see more Eloise and I really want her to be redeemed the next season, her to, you know, make her, her way back with Penelope, her to find Theo again and bring him into the mix. And, you know, she's not, I don't know. I would just like to see him. I would like Anthony to respect her and her opinions, the way he respected Kate so much that made him fall in love with her when he always just, you know, kind of hushes her. But like, it's- I think that's a big brother, little sister thing. I know, but like, come on, give her, give her her time. I I think I would like to see Eloise, her storyline more than Benedict. And I want more Feathertons and their dresses. (laughs) I I just saw an article that Anthony or, you know, Jonathan Bailey, the guy who plays Anthony said that he's most excited to walk Eloise down the aisle. Yeah, I saw Uh that too. But I kind of feel like Eloise is such a fan favorite. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they end season like four in case it doesn't like get picked up for any more. Okay. You know what I mean? Eloise doesn't (laughs) walk down the aisle, right? (laughs) Well, no, she does. It's just not a big wedding. They all come out to Romney Hall. and Uh, Yeah, they have that little scuttle. That would be a whole fun scene to see too. Oh yeah. Val, in Eloise's books, all of the brothers, including (laughs) Gregory, who's a grown-ass adult by then, come in and like shake down (laughs) (laughs) because she runs away and she's staying at his house. (laughs) Unchaperoned. Unchaperoned. (laughs) They're getting married for sure. (laughs) I think, I just want to see Benedict to be the lead I want him to get that Mm -hmm. shot to be the lead I don't want them to take it away and be kind of like the the next two seasons we're completely splitting between you know Benedict Colin and Eloise I want him to get his moment to shine and I'm kind of still worried that he's not because I feel like at this point after the first season was over they had already made that announcement there was like a whistle down paper that came out that said that the season two would follow the Viscount's journey and we haven't gotten anything like that yet. Yeah. So I, I, I really don't think, I don't think they're giving it to Benedict. I don't think he's going to get like a full season focus, but that's what I want. 
And now that you mentioned that scene, Claire, yes, I want to see Violet punch someone out in a jail. <laughs> yes. All right. So that's everything Bridgerton related. Do we have any final thoughts, anything that you came here, you wanted to say about Bridgerton? Get power forever. Hold your peace. (laughs) (laughs) Or just send it in a group chat later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. I think that's everything about Bridgerton. Before we go, we've got some things to just sort of, oh, we got something else, Val? Wait, did you, I feel like maybe they mentioned in the books more, but like, I feel like everybody just brushed over the queen doing cocaine all season. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, right? No, it's not. Co- First of all, I think it's, it's not snuff. Good. Wait, yeah, it was when like I was around, in, what was she doing? It's called snuff. When I was in eighth grade, we had to watch a movie. I think it was like a movie, an older movie adaptation of Les Mis, and they did it throughout that movie. And it was like normal for that time. It's called snuff. I don't know what it is, but it's not as bad as coke. Um, not that coke's that bad. <laughs> It was not great. <laughs> but well, speaking of Regency era drugs, me and Claire had this debate. What do you think Benedict yeah. was putting in his tea? Oh, hey, I don't know, but I want some. That was a great, <laughs> great episode. Chelsea, you're saying opium, you think? No, peyote or like peyote. LSD or something. Oh. I thought well, LSD was not... like liquid. Yeah, it's also um, synthetic. I so I doubt they were making that then. Yeah. Right? I don't do drugs, so I really don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, this is like the most uneducated drug talk. Right yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was like poppies, like pop. Well, like, that would like be opium, poppies. right? Poppies. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yes, that, that drug. That's it. And <laughs> now we're done talking about Richard <laughs> with the drug talk. So, just to wrap some things up, if you love reading books and then completely overanalyzing how they were turned into TV shows or movies, you're going to want to check out our new podcast called But the Book Was Better, which will um, start airing episodes in June. And if you plan to read along with us, we have our first two selections chosen. So in the month of May, we will be reading and watching Pieces of Her by Karen Slaughter. You can watch that on Netflix. Is that right? Um, Yes. Yes, Netflix. And we'll be reading Under the Banner of Heaven by John Krakauer. And you can watch that on Hulu. So read and watch, and then the episodes will come out where we will compare and fact check and do all the things that we do, geek out, nerd out. Um, Some other books that are coming up, we're obviously going to do Where the Crawdads Sing when that comes out and Daisy Jones and the Mm -hmm. Six and everything, all the good stuff that's coming out, books being made into limited series and TV shows. And then... As always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at the.basic.moms, head over to the website, thebasicmoms.com, download any of our book club guides for the first three Bridgerton books. I think that's everything. Claire, anything I forgot? You did it perfectly, Julie. I did it all. All right. And Chelsea and Val, thank you both for being here with us today to geek out. Thanks for having us. I loved it. Yes, the book was better.
<laughs> the book was better. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> if you want to geek out about all things Bridgerton or check out our Bridgerton book club, join our Facebook group, Mom Chat by The Basic Moms. To download one of our Bridgerton book club guides, head to our website, thebasicmoms.com. You can hang out with us on Facebook and Instagram at the.basic.moms. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast and subscribe so you know when each new episode is released.